Can joy be forced? Does commanding someone cheer up actually make them happy? You do know it's almost Christmas, right? You're supposed to be happy. You're not allowed to be grumpy on Christmas. No one likes Mr. Scrooge or the Grinch. Don't be those guys. Be happy. Be joyful. Just, just listen to some Christmas songs. You'll, you'll figure it out pretty quick. You're supposed to be happy. What do the songs say, right? It's the hap happiest season of all. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. Just, just do it, okay? Be joyful. Does joy ever feel forced on Christmas? It seems like we kind of always have to be in a cheery mood when Christmas rolls around. It's expected. Sadness is unacceptable. These songs, you got to sing them. You got to be happy. You got to be joyful. Does, does that ever kind of wear on you? Do you ever get sick of that? Do you ever kind of think, what if, what if I don't want to be joyful? And why, are, why is there no sad Christmas songs? There really aren't any besides Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. It's the only sad one I can think of. But there's a lot of debate. Are people actually happier during Christmas or are they more depressed during the Christmas season? There's a lot of different opinions about that. Uh, the, what I could find, the, the reviews are pretty mixed on that topic. I discovered some old New York Times articles with a bunch of opinions on the question, are we happier during the holidays? A lot of different opinions, but I found one little common theme kind of running through a bunch of them. One writer kind of said, you know, we seem to be more unhappy during the Christmas season. She noted the reason why. Perhaps it's because we set unrealistic expectations. We focus so much on creating holiday magic. When our holiday fantasy is confronted by everyday reality, more often than not, it fails to live up. Uh, another writer thought he figured out the perfect strategy for Christmas. He said, the evidence suggests that people are not much happier in the holiday season than at other times. This is probably because the pleasure and the stress virtually cancel out. In summary, it pays not to expect too much during the holidays. One key to happiness is keeping one's aspirations as low as you can muster and to savor the positives of human life. That sounds pretty depressing to me, but okay. I, I guess the, the verdict seems to be that it's, it's best to expect nothing good, but then take whatever bits of joy you can find when Christmas comes around. And I think we did find an answer to our other question. Can joy be forced? No. That's not how joy works. And actually trying to force joy, it could make things worse by raising ridiculous expectations. 
As you looked at these words from the prophet Zephaniah in front of you today, did you notice Zephaniah is commanding the people of Judah to rejoice? He, in verse 14 there, has four different words for rejoice. The people of Judah are supposed to sing, shout aloud, be glad, and rejoice with all their hearts. This verse is dripping with joy. And the people were supposed to drip with joy too. But how could they? When we looked at the prophet Jeremiah a couple weeks ago, we realized that Zephaniah is preaching the same thing to the people he's preaching to. They're facing the same thing. Jerusalem is going to be destroyed. The people are going to be taken away into captivity by Babylon. God's wrath was coming as payment for their idolatry and their constant turning away from God. Earlier in Zephaniah's book, he just got done writing this. On that day, declares the Lord, a cry will go up from the fish gate, wailing from the new quarter, and a loud crash from the hills. Wail, you who live in the market district. All your merchants will be wiped out. All who trade with silver will be ruined. At that time, I will search Jerusalem with lamps and punish those who are complacent, who are like wine left on its dregs, who think, the Lord will do nothing, either good or bad. Their wealth will be plundered, their houses demolished. This news made the people want to weep. Now, all of a sudden, they're they're supposed to rejoice? Destruction is coming. Why would you try to force joy on us now, these people must have been thinking? Trying to fill Jerusalem with ridiculous expectations of joy was only going to make it all the worse when this massive destruction came. Does it ever feel like that happens with Christmas? It raises expectations to be this great, joy-filled time. But for some people, Christmas might highlight loss. You notice that empty chair on Christmas. The absence of a a family member on Christmas is more painful than the absence of a family member on some other random, ordinary day. They're supposed to be there on Christmas. Christmas highlights the fact that that person isn't there. Maybe never will be again. Navigating uh, a family get-together can turn into a nightmare when family feuds or split marriages muddy the waters. The, the stresses of preparing the house, the big meal, the Christmas cards, the gifts, the cookies, the travel plans might make you feel like the joy is not worth the stress. They cancel each other out. And you know what? What if you sometimes just kind of want to be sad on Christmas? Why won't the the world let you be Mr. 
Mr. Scrooge sometimes, wallowing some self-pity. What if I don't want to put on a fake smile and, and pretend to be joyful when I'm, when I'm really not? Maybe we, we see these happy Christmas songs and we're, we're not fooled by them. We realize this, this world is still as gloomy a place on Christmas as it is all the other days. And the band-aid of Christmas joy can't cover up that fact. So maybe, maybe we should do what the New York Times writers said. Let's put our expectations as low as we possibly can. Maybe, maybe that is the right strategy. Forced joy doesn't work. If all this hints at what you might be dealing with this Christmas, or if, if you ever find yourself with a, a broken spirit come Christmas time, remember what Christmas is all about. I, I know you hear that all the time. Jesus is the reason for the season. But instead of that just being one more cutesy Christmas phrase, I want you to know the birth of Jesus really does change everything for you. Find your joy again at the manger in Bethlehem. The joy of your Savior being born on Christmas is not forced joy. It's real, genuine, natural joy. Rejoice, the Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. And Christmas joy is centered on this fact. On Christmas, God proved he is with us. God with us. That's Jesus' name. Emmanuel. That's what it means. God with us. Jesus stepped into your world on Christmas to be with you. To be in the, in the midst of your mess. Jesus experienced it all. He knows what you have to deal with sometimes. Your God is with you. Your God has come to be by your side. God is on your side. The best kind of joy is a joy that overshadows fear and sadness. Joy that comes when all seems lost is the best kind of joy because it just makes such a big difference. In just about every movie you've ever seen, there is always a low point. A point in the story when things look really bleak and hope for things to turn around. That looks like a long shot. But by the end of the romantic movie, the obstacles of love are overcome and everything's right with the world again. In a, an action or a war movie, the reinforcements come right when the battle looks totally lost. This is the greatest kind of joy to experience. When everything that is wrong becomes right once more. The unrestrained joy that Zephaniah tells his people to have, will only come after a dark, sad time. There's a low point in the story. 
The people would weep when their city came crashing down. But that wasn't the end of the story. God was going to give them an even better restoration than simply reestablishing their nation. God was sending a savior and proof that he did not abandon them, that he never would. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away your punishment. He has turned back your enemy. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. The Lord has taken away your punishment. How comforting that must have been to the people of Judah. Already their punishment taken away. Now, the punishment of captivity, that was still going to come. But the bigger punishment against their sin, the, the spiritual and eternal consequences, those would not be dealt by God. He was sending a Savior to turn back the enemy. Sin, death, separation from God, those enemies were already as good as defeated because God promised they would be. Jesus entered your world to give you joy, unforced, real joy. And the same thing that was said to the people of Jerusalem is said to you. Do not fear. Do not let your hands hang limp. You know, picture someone with their hands hanging limp, their heads bowed. They look defeated, hopeless, days of joy far behind them. But God says, that doesn't have to be you. I'm with you. The daily trudging through life doesn't have to be a death march. This life can be a beautiful journey full of amazing memories and experiences. Your life can be that way because God is with you on the journey. And you know the end of the story too. God sent his son from his side to be by your side, with you, all the way. And so even if you have times when you have every right to be dejected and depressed, your body language doesn't have to be limp-hanging hands and a bowed head. You can have a, a hopeful joy that, that keeps you going despite what kind of season you find yourself in. Rejoice that God is with you. And rejoice that you are God's joy. Just listen to what God has to say about you. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. That phrase, he will take great delight in you, really means he will rejoice over you with rejoicing. You are God's greatest joy. You are God's proudest moment. When God looks at you, he sees his dear child, and that gives him more joy than anything. He'll do anything for you. He did do everything for you, so you could be with him forever. Joy is pretty clearly expressed if, for instance, you're at a, a college football game cheering for the home team. 
when, when your team wins a close game, the joy that comes with that is contagious. I mean, you just get swept up with it. That kind of joy is not forced. It is genuine and it is very loud. This is the kind of joy that Zephaniah was talking about in verse 14, to, to rejoice, sing aloud, and shout. But joy doesn't always have to be some loud singing or shouting. God will quiet you with his love. Quiet joy comes when love is deeply felt, when you just soak, soak up that love with admiration and thoughtfulness, no words need to be spoken. Your joy is evident in peaceful, contented silence. That's real joy too. When God sees you enjoying his love, he sings about it. God rejoices over you with singing. This reminds me of one of Jesus' parables about a woman who had 10 silver coins. She lost one of her coins. And so she got a lamp and she searched every corner of her house until she found it. And then she called all her neighbors and friends together and said, Rejoice with me, I found my lost coin. The point of the parable? This same kind of rejoicing is done by God in heaven because he has you. You are God's greatest joy. You were lost, but now you are found. Heaven rings with God's songs of joy. Songs of joy about you. That is really cool to think of. So, so ask yourself, what are you letting determine your joy this Christmas? What will determine your joy this Christmas? If it's all just about having fun and throwing a great celebration then, yeah, maybe, maybe you should lower your expectations. It might not match what you're hoping it will be. The stress and the joy might cancel out. If Christmas is all about family, I hate to say it, but family might disappoint. Or, or you might not have all the family members there that you wish you did. Christmas might highlight loss, but the real meaning of Christmas highlights an everyday joy. This Christmas, let your Savior determine your joy. You have a Savior whose name is God with us. And you don't have to have joy just because some song tells you to. You can have real, unforced joy because you know God is with you. And you are God's joy. And this kind of joy, you don't have to set low expectations for it. Actually, set your expectations as ridiculously high as you can. It still won't be enough. Jesus is the gift of joy that keeps on giving year after year. Rejoice always. Amen.